Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi Chopper, how are you? Are you sleepy Chopper? Are you a I'm... tired boy Chopper? I regret saying anything to you before we go live because then you just say it back to me and you don't let me say anything on the podcast. Yes, I'm very sleepy today. Um, I did not sleep very well last night. Also, this is my sixth day of working this week, which is mm. unusual because normally it's five. So yeah, did an extra day this week. So I'm extra tired on top of my Ooh. normal tiredness. Oh yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been a whole time. How are you? I'm all right. I've just finished uh, streaming the day 18, the penultimate day, the infinity war, if you will, of uh, the G1 climax. And tomorrow is the end game it is the final of the mm. g1 clients where we will see in the final just in case people don't want spoilers we won't say it two but we might say wrestlers. that's still spoilers maybe i don't know if any no, gaijin no, wrestlers was, had yeah, any no. chance of getting no, through they didn't but, okay um but regardless we'll, we'll probably say who it is in the outro because we'll talk about it a little bit more but if you don't want to hear it that listen to the outro of the show. But for now, let's get into talking about SmackDown first. You can listen to that, and then you can be on your jolly way in case you don't want to hear who's in made it to the finals. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown, where we're going to be talking about uh, a really incredible New Day send-off segment that was on this show. Here it is. And the first thing we're going to be talking about today is this amazing send-off segment that the New Day had on this show. Um, so going into it, let's just get the first thing out of the way. Let's get let's get nitpicky now, and then we can just be positive afterwards. It doesn't make sense that a load of Raw talent is on this show. Kingston and Woods have just been drafted to Raw. They shouldn't be on this show. Sheamus has just been drafted to Raw. He shouldn't be on this show. Braun Strowman has just been drafted to Raw. He shouldn't be on this show. Let's ignore that for a second, because this segment was amazing. And all the pieces there made for an incredible segment because the New Day, all three of them came out and they 
cut a promo before their match, which was an emotional promo of them just looking back over their six-year run that they've had as a team and just talking about some of their best highlights, the Hell in a Cell match with the Usos, Kingston winning his WWE championship and winning their first tag team championship and how they even came together and Kingston saying about, you know, oh, back in 2012, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to continue doing pro wrestling, like I was going to quit. Because, you know, he was in that perpetual mid-card thing, probably feuding with Dolph Ziggler. Um, and yeah, they, they managed to kind of excavate <laughs> Kingston out of the, the rubble that he'd been put in and create something as special as the New Day. And they all just seemed very genuine and unscripted with just like, man, we've had a really good run in this six I, years. I think it's easy to do that when it's a genuine emotion. Like, mm. like they are genuinely really close friends. They have been on the road together for six years They've all got like that just kind of it's a true you could see the real emotion on their face. This is because it's a genuine thing. Big E is now on SmackDown and yeah, they can see each other in the week and whatever, but they're actually on different shows now. They won't be traveling to shows together. They won't be having matches together. It's an actual like by goodbye, my actual really close friend. Um, and what what it sort of what the what their promo really reminded me of was like there was a few years ago I was like oh, I wish they would break up I wish they would, because they're just so annoyingly obnoxious like pancakes and unicorns and the trombone I was like oh stop it and now I'm like I can't believe they're breaking them up I cannot believe they're doing why would you ever want to break this these guys up you fickle wrestling fan yeah, you I know I know but like they did it. And I know, like you, like you said, they shouldn't like raw stars, but I think we can sort of make an exception for this. Um, maybe you can argue that they should have done this match earlier, or like, like I don't know, or I don't know. But I think I think the way they did it was perfect. Um, you don't shouldn't you don't need to break them up, but if you're gonna do it, do it like this, as, as you yeah, say. Yeah, totally. And I think that the biggest thing that came from this, and I was I was worried that they ha- they had a match, and then afterwards I was worried that there was going to be an angle to like as the final, you know, farewell of the new day. There's going to be some sort of angle, but they didn't have that, no. which we'll, we'll get onto in a second because uh, they had a, a six man tag match against uh, Cesaro and Nakamura. And Sheamus. And Sheamus, you might think, is a bit of a weird inclusion because he just got drafted to Raw. They could put in basically anyone. They could put in Corbin. I don't know. Why not put him in there? But Sheamus's inclusion was actually a stroke of genius, I thought, because Cesaro and, and Nakamura make sense. They just beat him for the SmackDown tag titles. But also, you've now got Cesaro and Sheamus, a.k.a. The Bar. Da-ba. And The Bar, The Bar versus The New Day, was a really big deal back in the day when the tag divisions were actually somewhat cared about and New Day and Usos and The Bar and the Hardy Boys and all these teams were kind of revolutionizing the WWE tag team division. That was a major part of it. And being able to have Sheamus and Cesaro be able to send off the New Day, I think is a a really, really nice touch. There was even, you know, a little bit where they did a little tag team move together and went and did their like bar taunt together. Later on in the match, Sheamus was kind of taunting Kingston, just being like, you would be nothing if it wasn't for me and Cesaro. And I'm like, that's 
really clever. I yeah. really like what they're doing with that. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it also just makes sense because obviously Seamus has been feuding with, with Big E recently. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like... Totally. Like it has all that kind of history stuff, but also it's just, well... I, th- I feel like if you just shoved someone random in there, it wouldn't have quite the, the same effect anyway. But no, exactly, it was it was yeah. cool to see them do that little little bar bits, and you got Shinsuke going. Oh, I wish I, I wish I, I wish we were close as close friends. <laughs> um, that's, that's what will come next. Shinsuke's going to turn on Cesaro because like mm, you're not as good as friends with me as you were with him. Yeah, and then he reunites um, the bar because Cesaro just switches tag team switches partners. to Raw for no reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I. I it, it ended. It ended well. I, I sh- I'm sure in the next draft they'll be reunited. Um, but for now, it's it was a nice way to to do a send off. It, it was amazing, and the match itself I thought was great. Um, it didn't really. It felt like more of a big deal. I don't know whether it was the promo beforehand that kind of lended itself to the match more, but this felt like a much bigger deal for them. This match and a lot of the offense. It was like highlights of all the new day's best stuff it was like yeah. oh yeah you remember when biggie does that urinagi into the backstabber on xavier woods so let's do that again hey remember yeah. when biggie powerbombed xavier woods as some offense and then kingston hits a frog splash let's do that again it was just like all of like the really the best bits of new day's offense just continuing to come out and being replayed again you're like oh man this is the last time we're going to see all these moves it just it lended itself so perfectly to the emotion of the match and then just the the ending comeback when Sheamus gets a bit too cocky, uh, Kingston dodges out of the way as he charges into the post, tags in Big E and Woods. They hit the midnight hour or the up, up, down, down for, for one last time. And it was just immediately they get the pin. Big E immediately gets on his feet, grabs both of them and just gets into a massive, like tight embrace with all three of them. And I was like, oh, oh. Um, and then, and then yeah. they just stood there for like, 30 45 seconds of them just embracing and just talking to each other and it was just really nice it was a really genuinely it, it emotional felt, it moment felt unscripted like yes that, and that's what you want you don't want it to feel like you're just like oh uh, by the way after the match can you hug a bit it actually felt mm-hmm. like they were just that's that was raw emotion coming out they wanted to hug they wanted to have that moment together exactly yeah. um and just to echo ollie davis Six man tag belts would be why fun. Why? Why? They have hey. no teams. Yeah, I know, but they could make lots of good th- trios. A trios belt. Instead of making loads of trios, make tag teams. Make a- an actual tag division. Stop breaking up your teams. Do that. There's first. So many people that aren't used that you could make a trio division out of. You know what you could do? Instead of having more belts, because that's the last thing WWE needs unify your tag belts have a proper tag division and treat it properly then maybe we can entrust them with the trios division but right now absolutely not five man tag belts i hate you um yeah no this was an awesome segment i loved it so much and i don't Um, know whether it's because i didn't sleep well last night but i got genuinely emotional watching it and that to me is amazing it was a great moment on this season premiere of (laughs) smackdown i still hate that <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fact it was the season premiere. Yeah. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist? exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should do that. Loads of extra bonus content. WrestleTalk Extra has just gone up uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, available for $5 backers and above, um, where uh, Ollie and Luke are reviewing Halloween Havoc 95, featuring Monster Trucks. That's that show mm-hmm. with uh, Big Show or The Giant and Hulk Hogan. Um, and some other stuff that was rubbish, apparently. So... Go and check that out. It's a very long review, and it's them doing a deep dive onto all sorts of stuff from Halloween Havoc. Plus, there's a load of other perks. If you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you very much to the beauty, not the beast, Lynn Bell. Oh, she is a beauty. The lunatic, John Moxley's fringe. Yes, thank you very much. The second coming, Kev uh, Kev Jr. Kev Jr. It's Uh, Kev Jr. The Harbinger, 
Doom Lion. Woo! Yes, I, was, I was talking. You did. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Woo! Oh, Thank you very yeah. much. The ki- I'm going to run with it now. The King, Zachary McKinley. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Woo! Ah, oh, he is thank Angelic. You. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Fresh Princeton L. Gainey. Woo! Ah, oh, he thank is you. fresh. LL Cool J. Pause. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Disco Ryan Stewart. Woo! Thank you. And lastly, he can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is awful. You could have just done the last one and it would have been longer fine. Longer than you in the ring. That's terrible. But now let's go through the rest of the show. Um, so it opened up on this show with no authority figures. We got Stephanie McMahon and Triple H starting off the show because, sure, why not? Who else would you um, have opening the season premiere of SmackDown? The roster. Mm. Just have them there and have Michael Cole or Corey Graves just in the ring, just being like, welcome to the season premiere and here's oh, our new roster. Don't have, have loved Steph it and Triple H. If they'd open with a last series on SmackDown and then just went through <laughs> the entire year of SmackDown going, oh, crap. Yeah, it was, it was mediocre. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Stephen Triple H, which is there to kind of hype up the show, say what's coming up and talk about their new roster members. The rest of the roster were kind of on the stage, uh, plus Braun Strowman, who's from Raw, plus Kingston and Woods, who are from Raw, plus Sheamus, who's from Raw, without Roman Reigns, who's on SmackDown. So it was a bit bit of a mix and match but um they were just saying we've got braun Strowman versus roman reigns for the universal title later tonight we've got jeff hardy versus lars sullivan and we've got the return of daniel bryan we've got kevin owens now we've got alistair black we've got Sami Zayn, his continental champion look out here's otis and we've got new smackdown tag team champions the street profits well hey because they did exactly what i predicted them to do which was they traded the titles on raw Without a hitch, they just said, here's the SmackDown ones, here's the Raw mm. ones. There you go. Interchangeable. Um, but yes, yeah, so they, um, after the Street Profits got introduced, though, they came out on the stage and were like, hey, look, we got tag belts. Then they get attacked by uh, Ziggler and Rude. Um, and then everyone starts fighting for some reason. Yes, everyone just was like, well, they're doing it. Well, guess we better join in, right? Uh, there's nothing that makes me more angry than other people fighting. Mm. I'm going to do it now. It's like, I can understand if people, like people who already had beef started fighting, like, you know, Kevin Owens and Alistair Black, who did actually, you know, they fought as part of this brawl. But if it was like the Street Profits of Rune Ziggler started fighting and then Lars Sullivan and Jeff Hardy started fighting and then uh, Kevin Owens and Alistair Black started fighting, it was like, okay, so these people have actual beef. But this was just a brawl for the sake of a brawl. And the commentary were like, oh, everyone's looking to make a name for themselves. It's like, What? <laughs> Okay. Brian doesn't have beef with anyone. No. He has tofu. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, <laughs> favorite part of the show, Lars Sullivan comes out mm. uh, and beats up if everyone. Anyone, if there was just one word to describe him. <laughs> oh, man. I just. <laughs> Is it? No. Monster. No, that's Braun Strowman. No, Monster's Braun Strowman. It's got uh, else. Giant, no, no, that's, that's no, 
It's Gonzalez. World's obviously. largest athlete? No, it's Big Show. No, no, no. Man with beard. No. No, no. Mitch. No, no, no. Um I got it. What? Freak. Oh, that'll never get over. Never. You know how we're gonna get it over though? We're gonna say it every five seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this commentary team. It's not their fault. Almost certainly it's not their fault because it's Vince McMahon yelling in their ear being like, say freak, say freak, I love it. Um, got, I've got a tweet here from Sean Ross Sapp. Lars Sullivan got referred to as the freak 22 times in one television segment. 16 of those times were by Michael Cole. The segment was seven and a half minutes long. It's the big freak. It's freak time. Genuine. If you go back to it again, because it's not just them, that's only referring to him as the freak, but him, them saying that he's got freakish strength and freakish athletic ability and his finisher, the freak accident, the amount of times they said the word freak or as part of another word they had freak in it is genuinely absurd. Like, And honestly, oh, I have man. no interest in once again seeing Lars Sullivan getting freaky. Um, but, um, like we've said our piece on Lars Sullivan, we don't think he should we be have. on TV. Um, but as he is beating up everyone, like surely G and, and, uh, and, and Apollo, Apollo just immediately like, welcome to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like Apollo Cruz, former United States champion, uh, you know, fresh start over on SmackDown. Oh, see you later, bud. It's nice, nice knowing you, I guess. Uh, that was unfortunate for him. Uh, but yeah, then Jeff Hardy um, temporarily stops him. They get into a match. Lars Sullivan beats him. He just kind of no-sells a little bit of Hardy's offense. Like, Hardy goes for it. It, it was a somewhat cool finish in that he goes for a twist of fate. He goes up to the to the top, expecting Lars to still be down to go for a Swanson, but Lars has already got back to his feet. And then he just grabs him off the top rope, hits a freak accident, and uh, gets the win. Again, yeah. we, we've said our bit about Lars Sullivan. All of that aside, I'm still not into this character necessarily. So especially when the commentary make it really obnoxious to listen to. So whatever. Like, yeah, it's fine. Um, after that, we had um, uh, the New Day um, match that we spoke about. Uh, and then we had Otis and Sami Zayn backstage um mm. where otis is mr money in the bank despite everything despite me really cooling down on otis as a character and all the stuff he's been through since the whole mandy rose split and him not doing anything and miz and morrison and all that stuff kayla braxton comes in and goes mr money in the bank otis and he comes in and goes oh yeah and i go <laughs> <laughs> just, every time he's just so good at it i don't I, I don't know, man. It, it gets me every time. Uh, he is going to start saying something, then Sami Zayn comes in and says, because they got into a bit of a verbal uh, shouting match uh, on the top of the show when they were introducing the roster. Yeah. Uh, and Sami says he's disrespectful or whatever he said. It didn't really matter. Uh, but then Otis pushed him over. Just just straight, just pushed him. Didn't like attack him or anything. Just pushed him over. Yeah. And Sami Zayn's selling of this, I thought was hilarious. Sami Zayn just being like, Oh, oh, guys! What? How you, dare you? How did, did you just push me? Huh? It was so funny. Like Sami Zayn's facials are so funny. They are. Uh, I really do like. I mean, 
That's why I'm slightly worried that Sammy's just going to get fed to Lars Sullivan uh, in a couple oh, of weeks. That would be unfortunate, wouldn't um, it? Which I can totally see happening. Um, yeah, just... Uh, but once again, he's just proved how great he is. Otis, like you say, kind of can always get a little, little pop out of me. Be interesting to see what Otis does next. Because as you say, yes. he was up here in May and now he's here. That was high and then low for podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and he's still got this ongoing lawyer stuff with the Miz, even though Miz is now on Raw. Who cares? Um, after that, we got the return of Daniel Bryan, which Ooh. was not used for a surprise or special in any way. No. Hey, he's, they, he's here now. Do you remember they, like, even before he, you know, he came back a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, came out of retirement. Mm -hmm. he, they even they announced that before the show. It's like maybe they that's just a thing, that anyway. Let's just announce Twitter. it. Yeah, I couldn't. Idiots. That was that was one of the strangest things. I was like Daniel Bryan coming back is. I mean, maybe they want to get people to watch the show, but my oh, God. totally. I, I know why they did it. it. I know why they did it because they want to get the views. But it's but, like if you want to make a an enticing product, that could make for a brilliant moment. Because he comes out to a pop anyway. People be going, yes, 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 because he's the he was the SmackDown general manager. And then but but if then you had just have him come out and go, by the way, I've just had a mm. word with the doctor. People be going, What? what? Rather than <laughs> we know what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, and, like uh, even better than that, I know we're retroactively booking a segment from two years ago, but like or three years ago, whenever it was. Um, but like I would have loved for him to come out and for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to beat him up and for, for no one to know he's been medically cleared. Everyone be like, you can't, what are they doing to Daniel Bryan? He, you yeah. can't, why is he taking bumps? And the next this. week. What's happening? And then he comes out and he just beats him off. Like, you know, not like that, but like he did in, <laughs> like he did in real life. I'm cleared. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in, like in real life, they attacked mm. him and then he came back and did all his signature offense. And everyone goes, this is amazing. Imagine if they did that without announcing he was medically cleared. Then he got rid of him and then got on the mic and said, oh, by the way, I'm medically cleared now. Everyone would go, what? Wow. But OK, fast forward to, to now again. Yeah, fast forward to uh, now. Sorry. Yeah, this, this instead was used to further another feud, mm. uh, a completely fresh feud, which we had never hadn't seen on SmackDown before. Um, it's a guy called. You're not Seth wrong. Rollins. We haven't seen it on SmackDown it's before. A guy called Seth Rollins uh, and a guy called Rey Mysterio, who up until now have been on the other brand, uh, Raw, I think it's called. Um, but uh, yeah, they are still feuding. Mm -hmm. uh, they have been feuding for months, and they are not going to stop feuding. Apparently, nope. Um, uh, as confirmed in the promo from last week, with Rey Mysterio being like, "We are not finished with Seth." Um, Daniel Bryan came out and said, it's great to be back. Here are some people on SmackDown that I really want to face. People like Kevin Owens, Alistair Black, Apollo Crews. Uh, and I'm really excited that we've got people like Bianca Belair and the Riot Squad and stuff. Um, but then he gets interrupted Natalia. by Seth Rollins. Uh, he gets interrupted by Seth Rollins. And I was like, ooh, okay. Maybe uh -huh. they're going back on their thing. Maybe Rollins is just starting a new feud. Great. He came out and he was like, well, there's one name that you didn't say. Hello, I'm right here. Uh, kind of asking Daniel what side of history he wants to be on and stuff like that, and D Daniel was like, "You're kind of dumb, dude. Like your your vision for what the brand should be is kind of dumb." And Seth was like, "No, it isn't." Punch, um, and just kind of started beating up Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan came back and beat him up. 
the Mysterios then came out and I went, uh. <laughs> um, but they came out and uh, were looking like they were going to have a two-on-one beatdown against Rollins. Rollins was trying to get Brian as an ally, but Brian had just beaten him up, so he wasn't going to do that. So he bounced. Uh, and then Murphy came out. This was the one bit I did like, which was Murphy uh, ran down and kind of came in between them and then looked like he was teasing, going to be joining Seth again. Maybe maybe he's been brainwashed again and he's, he's believing yeah. the propaganda and all that stuff. But then he just turns around and just lays a freaking awesome knee to Seth's face, which was brilliant. Um, and then, But then he offers a handshake out to the Mysterios and they don't take it. Uh, they ignore the handshake and walk off. Well, Good drama. He is, he, he is hitting on their on their sister and daughter, so uh, yeah, you've got to be a bit got to be a bit wary of him. An old an old gentleman with your daughter, you don't want to don't want to get too exactly. close. Yes, um, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but no, it, it's cool to see. I, I'm assuming like we're going to see a, a blow off match between. I, there's so many different matches you can have here. There's like there's the Seth Rollins buddy match. Mm-hmm. The, we're still going to have more matches between Seth Rollins and the Mysterios, presumably. I hope. I hope not. I When's hope it's that end? It's, I hope it's just Seth versus Buddy, and Buddy has the Mysterios come out to help Buddy, and that's it. Like that's the Mysterios don't have another match with Rollins mm-hmm. at any point, but the the conclusion of their feud is just to help Buddy overcome Seth, and that's yeah. it. I, th- I think that's a, a solid conclusion, considering they've already had their chance of being Seth. Mm. Um, after that, we got a nothing match between Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude, which was supposedly for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Ended after two minutes because they beat each other up too much. Yeah, you can't do that in a wrestling match. No, totally not. Um, one thing that was cool, the Spinebuster into the zig- into the zigzag looks nice. Yes. There you go. Uh, Montez Ford hit a big crossbody off the top rope, getting stupid height like he does. So the Street Profits stand tall. So I guess we're going to see Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude for the next year. Probably. Yes, there are not very many teams left on SmackDown, um, as we've said in the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, get used to seeing these guys wrestle mm-hmm. a lot, basically. Exactly. Yep. Uh, it's just replacing the... Uh, Andrade Angel Garza feud with just another team. Mm. Um, then we got a contract signing between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, WWE official Adam Pierce overseeing this, who's definitely not a general manager. Remember, no authority figures. It's just a just an official overlooking yes. it. Just call him the GM. Just mm-hmm. make him the GM. It's not Jesus. Come on, guys. Um, Banks cut a pretty solid promo here, just kind of reminding us of the history between her and Bailey. Uh, not even like, you know, the the rivalry that they had in NXT, but like Bailey, when she came up to the main roster, it was to team with Sasha Banks. And like Banks was there. Anytime Bailey won some gold, Banks was helping her with it. They won the tag titles together, the first ever, you know, women's uh tag team title holders. All the stuff like that. And she was saying, you know, I helped you win, I helped you retain the title that you've got right now. Bailey's been holding on to it for over a year, and Sasha has helped every step of the way. Uh, Sasha signs a contract, but I thought, in what was a nice touch, because I don't think I've seen it before, Bailey just didn't sign it. She's like, I don't want to. And then just walked off. Like, and, no one, oh. and no one went through a table. No one went through a table. There was no um, violence. It was like, okay, yeah. cool. I like it. Makes yeah. sense for Bailey's character. It's a heel, yeah, yeah. I don't want to face you. I don't want to risk losing this. Uh, I thought Sasha Banks's jumpsuit was really nice. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, like if, they, 
exactly no it's uh it's a new nice new little thing i was, I actually got asked early like is bailey the worst member of the four horsewomen i was like that's not fair and i went huh is she no no it's charlotte flair I, i'm to, we, i think we were talking in ring i think and in i think in ring yeah no it's charlotte flair <laughs> you do not like charlotte flair i really um, don't but uh yeah i was like huh that's unfair to bailey because she's great but is she the worst member of the four? Okay, here, here's an actual hot take then. In ring, the worst person of the four horsewomen is Becky Lynch. See that, that's also what I thought. Yeah. Like, in, I think ring, in ring, she really is the worst of the four. I mean, she's still very good, but the mm. thing that she has over the other three, realistically, is a connection with the crowd. She yeah. has such charisma could get herself over regardless. That's mm. Becky's strength. But her actual in ring ability, her in ring, her moves and her her moveset yeah. and and her actual in in like in terms of great matches, the the greatest the great matches she has are with other members of the Four Horsewomen. Yes. Um, like yes. her matches with other people aren't that good. Uh, but anyway, enough of Becky Lynch. I hope she's having a nice time being pregnant. And uh, <laughs> yeah, with all that. Good luck with the whole birth and everything. Yes. Mm. Um, but yes, it, it was a nice touch. It was a nice touch, I thought, to have Bailey um, just not sign the contract and walk off. And Sasha just saying, I will get you to sign this. One way or another, you will sign this contract. I was like, ooh, okay, I'm intrigued. Um, we got a couple of cameos from some people. Um, mm -hmm. Ken Ken Jong and Joel McHale from uh, Community. Yeah. Nice. Reason, I, I love Community, but that was like, yeah. okay. Did you know Ken Jong is an actual like wrestling fan? Like, legit. He wasn't just like paid to do a random cameo for that. No, he no, said, I, like... I, a lot of his comedy apparently came from WWE. Like that was his inspiration to start doing comedy was he was watching a lot of WWE at the time. And he was like, man, some of this is just so funny. And then wanted to do comedy because of that. So, no, we do. Okay. I do. Chang is a fantastic. If you haven't watched Community on Netflix, go watch, watch it. it. It is genuinely one of the best shows I've seen. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Uh, I hope he's recovered from his Changnesia. Um, sometime yes, before. absolutely. But what I... What Braun Strowman has probably not recovered from yet is a new finisher. What? Roman Reigns. I know. Before we talk about this, love that Roman Reigns has got a new finisher. I yeah. think it makes him look so cool. I, I had been growing tired of the spear, and I'm not saying he should use this new finisher for every match, uh, but the fact that he now has a submission finisher makes him so much better. Well, opinion. why don't we talk about that in a little bit at the end of the match? So, no, now universal title match. Order. Again, we'll get this out of the way first. This is the little negative bit before we can be positive. There's no reason that this match should be happening. It does not make sense for Roman to have a universal title match, especially against Braun Strowman, when he's already got a universal title match at Hell in a Cell and Braun Strowman's on Raw. It doesn't Agreed. make any sense. There's no argument to be made for it. It just doesn't make sense. With that Correct. said, this was awesome. <laughs> uh, they they really tried their best to make this feel like a big fight, and I think they they succeeded with that. They had you know they had Goldberg in the Thunderdome watching on. They had various people throughout the night. They had, they had like Ric Flair watching the tag match, and they had also next to Goldberg, I believe, was Keith Lee, who they didn't mention. He was just there. Like, come on, guys! It's a guy who's having a match with Braun on Monday. There's a reason yeah. he's there. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they made a big fight feel when they were introducing them. They listed their accolades as well. It was like former Universal Champion, uh, greatest Royal Rumble winner, uh, whatever else Braun Strowman's won. 
Braun Strowman and three-time WWE champion, Royal Rumble winner, current Universal champion, Roman Reigns. So I was like, okay, that's a nice touch. And the match itself I thought was pretty good. Like, we know these guys can have a very good match. Um, they have pretty good chemistry together. We saw that uh, even like the more ridiculous stuff they've had, like their ambulance match at Great Balls of Fire, where yeah. Roman tried to kill Strowman after the match, lest we forget. Um, that was really fun, honestly, at the time. And these two do work very well together. There was some really nice offense. Both of them got a chance to shine. Uh, Strowman kicked out of a spear, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and Roman did his now, I guess, signature thing, which is uh, he, as he kicked out of a choke slam, he just punched Braun in the nuts because that's what he does now. Yes, great. I, I like that, by the way. I like the punt, nut punch, but as long as he doesn't do it every single every match. time, yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, it's the sort of thing like WC someone tweeting at, oh, that's really cool, and they go. Well, that's that's him for every wow. match. Keep doing it, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, so yeah, they both kicked out of each other's kind of finishes. I know, I know the 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 choke slam isn't Braun's actual finisher, but like it's mm -hmm. a sort of it's a power move. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I was saying earlier, Reigns managed to get a guillotine choke in, which mm -hmm. is a actual real UFC move. Um, yeah. And it really fits the Roman Reigns character, which is I am a badass, um, and I will. I don't know if anyone who's an actual badass has said it like that before. Hey, Trenter, you. Uh, Point proven. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he just gets with the choke. And I was think, and I was thinking, okay, well, cool. He's got a he's got a new submission. Braun's not going to tap. Braun taps. Braun taps. And I was like, and I was like. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. That was a well synchronized okay, by the way. It was, it was genuinely really cool. Um, yeah, he just got on a guillotine and like it, it got to a point where he was kind of, he was leaning on Strowman. Strowman ran to the corner to ram Reigns into it to get him off. And I was mm. like, oh, okay, he's just going to break it. And then Reigns just hung in there. He just carried on doing it and yeah. he just got him down to the mat. And I can't, I can't tell whether Strowman passed out or tapped out the commentary said he tapped out but i didn't see him actually tap mm. um so either way he lost um and yeah Rain reigns won with a guillotine which is great that is and i think as well if he's going to be facing someone smaller than him for example jay uso um yeah. i think it could look really cool when he does that not necessarily you know like the the sitting version that he has against Strowman, where he was mm. kind of like his legs are around his waist while Strowman's standing i think if he's on his feet and he's just got jay's head just yeah. locked like that i think that would look really really cool for him because he's a big man um so yeah it really really nice change of pace to have him win with the guillotine love that love the new addition to the move set and then the post-match angle was even better um, because he started to wail on Strowman, hit another spear, got a chair out, started smashing Strowman with the chair. Jey Uso had come out onto the stage to watch, I guess. Um, and then Roman kind of called him down to the ring. And again, I don't know what it is that makes this so special, but Roman not being on a microphone and just talking to Jay they boosted the microphones in the ring so we could hear them, but him yeah. not grabbing a microphone and just talking to Jay makes this feel so personal between them when they're just talking to each talking. other. Cousin to cousin. Microphone. Cousin to cousin. It doesn't matter about all the people that are watching in the Thunderdome or watching at home. It's just about them. And I've really liked that touch. Mm -hmm. And he was just saying like, 
you're trying to take my place at the head of the table and it doesn't make sense. I still love you. I'm just trying to make you understand like what, why can't you see this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he's, he's calling him into the ring. He's like, here's the chair, take your shot, go ahead, do it. Yeah. And he, he turned around. So his back was to him. He held out his arms waiting and Jay picked up the chair and was going to do it. And then just, nope. And he just threw it onto the ground and Reigns was kind of like smiling and laughing, turns around, and then Jay just snaps, punches him, super kicks him, grabs the chair, and just wails on him a couple of times before officials come and like separate him apart, which was nice. Yeah. I like that. I, it was cool. It was really cool. Like the, the little, the little tease that Roman's like, if you do this, if you hit Strowman with your chair, you're just like me. You are, we are, we are one team then. Like there's this hint that there's going to be this Samoan kind of faction, almost this kind of this, this tribe, as uh, as Roman might call it. Really, really effective. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to see what happens at Hell in a Cell. The, yeah. Ima- imagine saying last year, can't wait. What happens to-. I'll be honest, I probably was saying, can't wait to see what happens at Hell in a Cell this year because it was the feed against Seth Rollins. We all know mm-hmm. how that went. If this yep. goes the same way, then I will never watch WWE again. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to. It's your job. No, 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 no. Um, I'm quitting. But, okay. It's uh, a quit match for me as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's the consequences that Roman's talking about. Yeah. He's going to come out on next week on SmackDown. He's going to be like, if you say, uh, if you, if I say I quit, Andy Datsun at WrestleTalk <laughs> has to quit his job as well. And the crowd's going to um, go, <gasps> not Andy Datsun. Oh, no. He runs a website. A big um, but uh, yeah, I thought the, the angle itself was great. And to end it as well, Reigns hit a Superman punch on on Jay just to stand all again because yeah. he does that. Um, it's great. Loved all of this. Like you said, super excited for having a sell. Loved all the teases. Jay sold the emotion so well. Roman continues to be spectacular as this character. And I may be in the minority on this one. I don't want to see a Samoan faction form at all. I really don't want that. I want Roman to be his own man. Because I think, in WWE's mind, what they might do if they start putting Roman with other people is they'll go into the WWE trope where Roman wins via interference from his cronies. And granted, that might be me being picky because they've booked Roman fantastically since his return, so they may continue some amazing booking afterwards, and that might be a bit harsh for me to say that. But I get the feeling if they're doing some sort of long-term plan, maybe it's Rock Reigns they've got planned out at WrestleMania. Let's say hypothetically that's I, what they've got. I think that is certainly what they want. Whether they'll get it is another yeah. question. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's go off the argument for now that that's what's going to happen. It's Rock versus Reigns at Mania. I don't know if they've got every pay-per-view planned out from now until then and what the story's going to be. So I feel like if their backs are against the wall and if they're struggling to make a pay-per-view match, they may just turn and just be like, uh, Roman wins, but we don't want to have him beat this guy. Uh, Usos interfere. That's yeah. fine, right? And it's going to actually like damage Roman and his character somewhat, which I don't want to happen because this character is fan-bloody-tastic. Um, and I like the fact that Roman's his own man and he can just win because he's good. I like that. And it's just a heel that's really good, and he doesn't have to cheat to win. I mean, he cheats because he punches people in the nuts, but he doesn't have to cheat to win. He's good enough to not do that, but he still does it anyway, because he's a dick, which is great. Um, So, overall, for this episode, 
Now I got excited. I got very excited in my edited review because I did not did not sleep well last night. I only got about three to four hours sleep. Bit bit deprived. Saw the new day segment. Nearly cried. I was like, cool, five out of five show. Doesn't matter what else happens. It's a five out of five show. And then ending segment happened, and I was like, that's brilliant. Still a five out of five show. And you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. It's a five out of five show. It's five out of five. Lars. Um, and then Street Profits. Take half off for uh <gasps> Like John the Morrison and no, no, but their street profits, yeah, match with with Rude and Ziggler because it's pointless. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give it a three. So you're giving it five. a three out no, no, no. of five. No, 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 because if a you're not giving three, it a four, four, no, 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 because if you're not giving it a four, that means you're giving it five. a three. Four out of five. Lars Sullivan minus it gets 0.75 off and minus 0.25 yeah. for the street profits. Hell yeah. I've made you a more positive person. Look at me go. Um, yeah. You're the positive one. <laughs> positive Pete. That's what people call me mm, all the time. Do. I don't nitpick. I don't know what you're talking about. So I've got an email here, Mr. Datsun. Is it from Kota Ibushi and Sonata? Wow, straight in with the spoilers, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's who made it to the G1 finals is Kota Ibushi and Sonata. That should be a bloody awesome match. It should be. Well, I don't actually yeah. know what the rest of the card's going to be, so I'm interested to see. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the match. I might actually uh, tune in and watch that tomorrow. Oh. Maybe. Who can say? Uh, if I'm not too tired, which I will be. Uh, but we've got an email here from uh, the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman. Um, who says, uh, in reference to the episode of SmackDown that we've just reviewed, uh, I know it was probably a slip, but it was nice to hear Chad Gable referred to as Gable. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Wasn't referenced mm. as Shorty G for once. The freak, uh, and then Chad Gable. He's also attached a picture, uh, which I'm going to somehow show you. Send me on... Send me on... Yeah, Discord. I'll I'll send you on Discord, but it's essentially it's a Christmas thing that you can buy a wrestling themed uh, Christmas thing. You know, Elf on the Shelf. Uh, there's a there's a wrestling version of that. An elf on the Shelf. I'm trying to think what it could be. Uh, who rhymes? Oh, I've with sent elf? it to you now. No, it doesn't rhyme with Elf. Oh. It's not that. Oh. Oh yeah, it's bad. That is it? horrible. It is the fiend on the scene. Which doesn't even rhyme, really. Is that uh, and is that WWE little... official? I don't I know. Hope I can't. Not. I can't see a WWE logo anywhere he has on this. Two ad. giant grey penises for arms. That is correct. Yes, uh, it's a terrifying-looking little doll uh, with the with the caption being "You never know where the fiend on the scene is going to pop up this holiday season." There's. Uh... Hmm. There's gonna be that Jonathan send that to Adam for mm. uh, the prices poo. Yes, for that for for Quizzlemania. Uh, he also attached a little uh, advert that was for Helena Cell 2019. Um, mm -hmm. If you wanted to purchase that limited time offer, Helena Cell 99 cents, and he said that match is so bad it's only worth 99 cents. I'm not even sure it's oh. worth that. Yeah, I mean I there, don't hasn't think a, it is. there hasn't been a good Hell in the Cell show for a while. This this one could be better. Um, this one should be better. D realistically, be just having Reigns versus 
Jey Uso on it is probably going to elevate the card in the same way that like at Clash of Champions, you had the really good ladder match with the Triple Threat Intercontinental and then you had the main event that was awesome and mm. everyone remembers that event quite fondly. Um, so hopefully it can do the same thing here where you've just got like one or two other good matches and then you've got the main event that's spectacular. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Hey, Pete. Hello. I have a Datsun World problem. Oh, do you? Hit me with it. Mm. So... You know that in the past week, the British government has, uh, or the UK government, as I should say, has uh, introduced this new three-tier system. Yes. Uh, tier one uh, is you can meet inside or outside in a group of six. Uh, pubs close at 10 o'clock and don't use public transport unless you have to. Tier two uh, is you cannot meet uh, indoors. You can meet outside in a group of six. And don't use it. So it's the same as that. It's like a Patreon tier. Um, and tier three is you can't meet inside or outside. Pubs and things like that will close. Um, do not meet anyone at all. Uh, up until now, London uh, has been tier one, which has meant that I can visit my girlfriend um, and go inside with her. Um, uh, steady on, mate. Go Think inside praising. a room with her. <laughs> <laughs> and go inside her. Um, and um, uh, But now, London, as of midnight last night, uh, yeah. is tier two, which means I can't go and see my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, or unless I just want to see her outside, which if this was the summer, cool. But it, yeah. is, it is almost the end of October when it is cold and it's raining, um, should I just go and sit in a park and be really cold together? Yeah. Um, there are now very few things I can do. Uh, so the, the dilemma is, do we just break the law over and over and over, which obviously <laughs> we're not going to do. Um, but yeah, I just uh, we're just going to have to... Because th the thing is, this could be months yeah. of Tier 2 totally. lockdown. Mm -hmm. So we really don't <laughs> Yeah, what we're gonna have do? to turn it into a long distance relationship, even though it's not that far. It's no, be... it's about an hour and fifteen minutes drive. Uh, yeah, so I'll have to. Um, uh, I mean, she's, got a, she's, she's got a balcony. Can mm -hmm. I go there? It's technically outside, right? Can I go and stand on her balcony? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know honestly. Also, um... the rules are really dumb. I I know we're getting a bit a bit too deep on this whole lockdown thing for a SmackDown review podcast, but seriously, the rules are really dumb. It's just being like yes. you can you can meet outside in a group of six, but not inside. But also, pubs are fine until ten. But also, you can't meet inside. But also, schools are fine, and also shops are fine, and also restaurants are fine. Yes. You to be inside until ten, but you can't meet anyone else inside. It's really dumb, especially not your girlfriend who you have been meeting every single week several times and who gets a test every single week because she works in a research institute um that sort of thing yeah it's yeah. it's this it's it's this it's having rules for the sake of having rules it's like with football or other sports you can't shake hands at the beginning of a match but what you can do is climb over people <laughs> and like rug like it's like rugby <laughs> You can't, yeah. don't shake hands with them, but you can tackle them and have a scrum and maul and be lying on top of them and sweating yeah. all over them. But don't yeah. you dare shake their hands. No, because that would that would be the worst, wouldn't that it? That would be bad. Oh, man. I know, and I, I, I feel your pain because I feel like a similar comparison to make here, 
and I, I feel like I'm very justified in saying I don't get to play Dungeons and Dragons with my mates is equal to can you not, can you not play online? You not seeing your girlfriend? Oh, we we can, but it's pants when you it's play just online. Not as effective, yeah. It's yeah. Not it's not as good uh, when you're just playing over Discord or whatever. Um, so we we've made the decision for me and my friend's campaign. I'm a player in his campaign, and he's a player in mine. Uh, we both just said let's just postpone it until we can all get back together again. Yeah. And we had plans for Halloween, which we can't do anymore. Mm, we already bought stuff for costumes and all that. We can't do it. Mm. It's sucky. And she is she allowed to visit me? Because I live in tier one. <laughs> uh, probably not because, because she's in maybe tier she can't two. move out of tier two into tier one. You can't, yeah, into tier one. That wouldn't make sense, right? But like, or do no, I just because, if, no? But that would make mm, uh, God. I don't know. Uh, it's all very confusing. Um, Maybe she'll just maybe she'll just let me get a a a, a Surrey based girlfriend just for the time being, uh, just so I can <laughs> just so I can spend time with him. She can go and meet someone in London, don't know. Pete, yeah, you can be fine. her you can be her boyfriend. Oh great, yeah. Michelle uh, won't mind. No, I'm sure she'll she'll be ecstatic, over the moon about that. Yes. Um, um, yeah, but I just uh, it's it, it's very strange because as, as you say, you can go to pubs, you can do all these other things, but no, don't you dare go inside with someone who, mm-hmm. I don't know, you're probably going to share body fluid with. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what me and my mates do when we do Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we share fluids all the time. Spit in each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just to really, really, playing, really keep the acting know? going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, the we can't, obviously can't breathe fire, but maybe we could just spit on each other and lick each yeah, other's yeah, yeah. faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all part of it, and it's like when someone has a pet and they pretend they've got a pet dog. I, I, I role play the dog and the garden, them, you know, you get naked, and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. quite hairy. You wag your tail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they go, "Oh, he's had what a happy boy, what a happy boy." And then they, they scratch my chin, and it's really yeah. great. And then you, you just do you. a poo on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was speaking to my flatmate the other day, um, mm-hmm. and this, this might be going too, too deep. Oh but, boy. He well, and and if there's a miraculous cut here, you know that Datsun went too far with this so story. We we were talking about like because his so his girlfriend now lives with us as well. Uh, she, she's doing a master's at, at the university near, near where I live. Um, and he, we were just talking about like celebrities who we find uh, attractive as, as you do as a group of friends. And um, I was like, we sort of mentioning different people, and I was like, oh, what about what about Margot Robbie? well known for being attractive and a very good actress and without hesitating he goes oh i would eat her poo <laughs> <laughs> if it was the he was like if it was the only thing i could ever do with margot robbie i would i would eat her poo uh, and i was like oh <laughs> all right well um, to each their own i was like huh. and then it generally got me thinking i said anyone's poo who i'd eat just to <laughs> I was like, I don't think there is. Pete, no. would you eat? Would you eat? No, no, no. Not a single no. person as well. Not no. even like no, no. An elven no temptress from Dungeons no. and Dragons. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just no. It was the lack of hesitation. His, <laughs> oh mate, I would eat that. It's like, <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. To each their own. But yeah. for me personally, or to, to each their own. No. To eat their own. Don't eat your yeah. own. That's weird. Um I'd rather eat my yeah. own than someone else's. I know anyway, what I've eaten. Anyway, uh 
Dogs on that it. note, on that note, that's probably all the time we've got for this episode of the Wrestle Talk Would podcast. Would you eat anyone's poo? Let us know. Uh, support <laughs> Please don't. Please uh, don't email in with that. That would be amazing. Please don't email in uh, because then we have to explain that to Ollie and Luke of why we're getting emails about poo. I will blame you for this, by the way, if that does happen. I mean, so just say I'm on a podcast. In. I generally understand. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. God, that was awful. Let's never talk about that again. Thanks very much for listening and bearing through that. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see you again next week uh, for more episodes and such. Thanks for listening. We love you all very much. Take care of each other out there. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.